you're looking yeah. at the the quotes and the memes that are all about like you know sleep later work harder than everybody else in the room and I just was grabbing onto that and that very and I, I was I was young I was grabbing onto that oh I can do it I can I can push hard and you know it's all compounding it's not like you go in right thinking this is what I'm creating you go in thinking, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be amazing if I could reach this goal? And you're willing to work hard to reach that goal, right? But then you reach it and you think, well, what if I could do this? What if I could do this? Opportunities keep showing up and you think, well, I don't, I don't want to miss them. I don't want to say no to anything. And so all of a sudden you look around and you realize that chaos is your mascot. And Mm. every single day you think, well, next week's going to get better. Next month will get better, but it never does. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G, and we are back for another exciting episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. Today, we have Leah Remele with us, and she's going to tell us all about who she is and all of the incredible things that she is up to. Take it away, Leah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So I am Leah and I am a systems strategist who is obsessed with doing less but better. Basically, I was on that hustle hamster wheel. I totally jumped on to the hustle harder culture and I was going for it. I thought the only way to be successful is you just aren't allowed to stop until I literally collapsed, which made me stop, reevaluate everything. I ended up in an ambulance and oh before I even, yeah, it, it was not good. It was, it was not one of my finer moments. And the honest truth was I'd done it to myself because I had stopped sleeping. I, you know, barely had time for anything. And so before I was even discharged from the hospital, this kind of shows my personality. I was already making a plan on how I was going to change everything. And so I was like, I have got to drop my hours. I have got to set boundaries. I've got to get my systems into my business, get organized. And I need to figure out how to make this work for my family and my personal health. I'm tired of sacrificing. I want to be able to feel like a great mom, feel like I'm present and have this business that I love, but it has to stop competing with each other. So I figure that out. I cut my hours back to part-time And then I finally realized, it took me longer than it should have, but I finally realized that this was not just a me problem. This is a collective we problem as women trying to really just be it all and do it all. And we're struggling, but, you know, especially when you're looking at the perfect Instagram or Pinterest, it looks like everybody's got it together and you're the only one that's like 
failing. And so when I finally realized this is not just a me thing, I started sharing everything that I was doing. And for the last decade, that's what I do. I help women build their businesses in a way that just feels great for them. 10 years. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then, so you got to tell us like, so like what happened? Like you just like literally just collapsed. So what happened was I was our full-time, I was working full-time, even though I was trying to act like I wasn't. And I was also full-time taking care of the kids, stay-at-home mom. And I was our breadwinner. I was our primary income. My husband was in graduate school working on you know his stuff. And so I was doing everything and I couldn't figure out how to fit it all in. So I started, okay. what started as me working a little bit at night actually turned into me stopping sleeping. So I would put the kids down about eight. I would work till about 5 a.m. Then I would literally, I mean, sometimes my head would hit the keyboard. That's how exhausted I was. I dragged myself to sleep. The kids would wake up at about 7 a.m. And I'd do it again. And I figured out I could do this for three to four days in a row. Then I would do one day where I'd sleep five to six hours. And then I would do it again. And I did that for a good Oh, year to 18 months Oh my! God. until, yeah, it, it was, I mean, not a strategy I success, I would suggest. And I'll be honest, I was looking at it at first thinking I had like gamed the system. Like I thought, oh, you mere mortals who have to sleep. Ha ha ha. Like, oh I don't gosh. have to. I mean, it was just, it was ludicrous really. And so I kept doing that and, you know, I should have seen the signs. I should have seen that I was edgy, that I was exhausted all the time, that things that I used to love, I wasn't loving anymore that, you know, okay. I just, I kind of stopped caring, right? All those signs of burnout were there, but I didn't see them. I just kept thinking, well, this is what you have to do. This is the only way. I mean, I really believed that there was not a better way. I was terrified okay. that this was it. And so one day a week on Wednesdays, I would take the kids to somewhere. This was, you know, pre-smartphones. Right. And so I, it was the only way I could be truly present as a mom. And it was really the four or five hours out of a week, which is 168 that I didn't feel like a bad mom because I was actually there. And so I had uh, memberships for everything, the zoo, the children's yeah, museum, sure, there was a forestry center Like I had them for all of it. And so on Wednesday afternoons, I would take the kids because they were still little. I mean, I didn't even have them in full-time school yet. So I would take them. We would go to one of those things. So this particular day we were at the zoo, we were in the alligator exhibit and we're, we're looking at the alligators and I start feeling everything closing in. My vision is going out. Everything's Mm -hmm. going black. My hearing's going out and I can tell I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going down. And so yeah. I tried to get myself outside with them. I have a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and an eight-month-old at the time. Mm-hmm. And I collapsed when I came to. I was on a stretcher being put into the ambulance. And I locked eyes with my my oldest, with my three-year-old daughter. And her little eyes were so big. Oh, so big, she was, yes. Oh, She's like, what is going on? She is terrified. Exactly. Of she course. is petrified. Her mommy is being taken away in this box of a vehicle with big sirens and she's being left alone clutching her little two-year-old sister's hand and then the baby is you know in the stroller and I just promised myself this would never happen again and the honest truth is I did it to myself like and I'm not saying that in a like a poor me way I'm saying I'm acknowledging my part in this and that 
my choices to stop sleeping had repercussions. And so that was it. I was like, this absolutely will never happen again. I will walk away from my business, which was a multi six figure business. I mean, it was not going to be easy to walk away from, but I was like, I will not do this. I either find a better way or I close the doors. And I love entrepreneurship. Like it is in my DNA. And so that was, that was something that I did not want to have to do, but I was willing. And so I, I went all in with, okay, is, does work-life balance exist? And if it does, how do I actually achieve it? Wow. That's wild. Like that is such a story because I'm just thinking like, you know, there's like so many times when people don't realize that they're doing self-destructive things like that because they're (laughs) working towards a goal, you know, like you're not, I mean, you're not, I mean, yes, you say you felt like you were gaming the system, but this is also 10 years ago. So you're 10 years younger, right? So there's like, there's that element of like youth and invincibility. (laughs) That's part of it. Totally. And so (laughs) just, yeah. Yeah, well, just, and you're listening incredible. to everything that's out there, right? You're looking yeah. at the the quotes and the memes that are all about like, you know, sleep later, work harder than everybody else in the room. And I just was grabbing onto that and that very, and I, I was, I was young. I was grabbing onto that. Oh, I can do it. I can, I can push hard and, you know, it's all compounding. It's not like you go in right. thinking this is what I'm creating you go in thinking, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be amazing if I could reach this goal? And you're willing to work hard to reach that goal, right? But then you reach it and you think, well, what if I could do this? What if I could do this? Opportunities keep showing up and you think, well, I don't, I don't want to miss them. I don't want to say no to anything. And so all of a sudden you look around and you realize that chaos is your mascot. And Mm. every single day you think, well, next week's going to get better. Next month will get better, but it never does. And, you know, you're constantly just frazzled, but you don't know any other way out of it. And then, you know, we'd become so reliant because, you know, and I I remember when I first started my business, my goal was a thousand dollars a month. I mean, that just felt, that felt huge. Like if I I mean, that's a great goal. I mean, it was a great goal. goal. It was amazing. So, you know, you reach that one and you're like, wow, this is really helping. What if, what if I could reach the next one? What if we didn't need any student loans anymore? What if, you know, I could pay for everything? What if, you know, cause my, like I said, my husband was in graduate school. We were like trying, we were trying to, you know, better ourselves and build yeah, ourselves build up, your life and, up. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so you just keep thinking like, what if I could do the next thing? And, and all of a sudden you look around and you're like, is this, is this what it's all about? Is this as Mm. good as it gets? Is this what I was going for? Because honestly, I've reached everything. Like every goal I could have ever dreamed of for myself, I've hit it and I don't feel good. Like Mm. this is so devastating to think like, is this it? And, and the, the goodness of that statement is that it wasn't like there was a better way, but it was terrifying for that period of time when I thought, what if this is it? What if, what if this is, this is what you get to, and this is what it feels like. And, and I was ashamed for a while to admit to anybody that I wasn't happy because I'd reached everything. You know, everyone's looking at me like, oh my gosh, what this is so amazing. I didn't, yeah. yeah, I didn't want to tell anybody like, actually, 
I'm miserable. I feel like a fraud. I feel guilty all the time when I'm working. I feel like I should be with my family when I'm with my family. I just know I'm getting further behind at work. You know, I didn't want to admit any of that. So I just kept smiling and being like, yeah, it's the dream until I couldn't hide from it. And then I finally realized there's a lot of women who feel like me. There's a lot oh, of yeah. women who yeah. are trying to figure out how we balance and everything. That's why my podcast is called Balancing Busy because yeah. I realized I'm not the only one out there trying to figure out how we balance this. So that's that became my, my dream and my focus was I want to help other women figure out how to do less but better. So... I, 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 I mean, in, in, in you talking about this, I heard a couple of places where fear might've played a role, right? So yeah, it, yeah. It, the, the fear from your daughter's face, you know, when she saw you going away in the ambulance. Um, and I, I'm, a, I'm sure that there was fear from your side, like, okay, what is going on? Like what's happening next? Like, where do I go from here? And it, and it almost sounds like, for you, it almost sounds like you take that fear and you like flip it, like you turn it into something practical, like a fuel for the solutions. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think you are completely right, actually. That's so funny and so insightful of you, but you're right. Like I, I feed on fear because I feel like I have to prove that it's not real, right? Like I see something and I'm like, it doesn't have to be this way. It's, uh, you know, I remember as a kid learning about um, how one of the best ways to overcome your fears is, what is it called? What's the technical word for it? Um, oh, I can't think of it right now, but you know, you go and face it, right? If you're, yes. if you're afraid of spiders, you have to go be around spiders. That sounds horrible. It's but, like desensitization training. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, I, I look at, I don't like scary movies. And if I ever have to go see a scary movie, I spend the whole time telling myself, this isn't real. This, this, I I work myself through it so that it doesn't, it doesn't mess with me. I feel like I actually do that in real life. When things scare me, I'm determined to reverse engineer it, to figure out how I, how I make it unscary, right? Like if you're afraid of the dark, I'm going to figure out how to flip the light on and show that there's nothing there to be afraid of. Beautiful. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's like so, I, I mean, and I know your kids are, are older now and they are at the place where you can maybe even, I don't even know if you've had a conversation with your daughter about that day. Have you ever talked to her about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. She doesn't remember it and it didn't, okay. it okay. didn't stick in her the way it stuck for me. So, I mean, she vaguely remembers it for her, like my husband was only where he went to school was only about 15 minutes away. He got the call. He was there instantly to grab them. They, you know, and, and so it, it, there ended up being uh, someone who knew us at the zoo, who was able to be with them and wait with them. So it wasn't nearly as traumatic for her as it was for me, for me, that is hands down the worst parenting moment of my life, right? Like that was the moment where I, you know, I just felt like I had truly failed them. 
Um, and again, that's because I knew that it was my actions that caused my body to, gotcha. you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. basically my body went on strike. My body was yeah, like, said, we are done like your stop. crazy shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. I could see how it would be a little bit, um, a softened like blow for her then if yeah, there were people there so familiar to her and everything. Okay. Yeah. So, cool. so she's heard the story from my perspective. So she's actually going to college this year. So, I mean, oh, nice. it's, it's been a long time. Yeah, so yeah. she's, she's heard the story from my perspective and she, you know, understands what happened, but for her, she was, she was really young. It all kind of got, you know, taken care of, but I have no doubt that that was very scary for her. I mean, how could yes. it not be? Yeah. So, of course, yeah. Of course. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now that that's uh that's very, 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 very uh that's a very vivid story. You know what I mean? Like it's like and, and then the thing is that uh despite our best efforts, there's always gonna be a hard stop at some point. I mean, it's uh, thankfully it was a situation where you were not in danger, yes. you know, physically, because I mean, yes. what if you were driving or what if you were, you know, what I'm saying like there's there's Absolutely. other times when it could have happened, and it's just a blessing that it happened in a situation where somewhat controlled, you know? Yeah. And absolutely for everybody. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but you're right. There are definitely, um, times when our bodies definitely say this is enough and, um, you know, kind of give us that hard stop that kind of course corrects us forcibly. (laughs) Yes. That's the thing. We're either going to learn to set boundaries the hard way or the easy way. That's the truth. Like you can either learn from someone else's mistakes, learn from mine, or, you know, you're going to just keep pushing those boundaries until you find out painfully. And so it's, it's the same thing with our health, right? We either take care of our bodies and they take care of us or we don't. And then they start breaking down and we are forced to take care of them. And so, yes, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Hey, it's Dr. G, and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. And then so now, um, so for 10 years now, you've been helping um, women to be able to have that balance. And you have to tell us, so besides a podcast, are you doing like coaching or programs or something? I am. Yes. So we have, um, so many different 
options and opportunities. So I um, am a speaker. I love speaking. And at conferences and retreats, I usually host one year of my own, and then I'll okay. get one or two others. Again, I'm very conscious of balance. So sure. I you know, try to be careful to not commit myself, even though you want to say yes to everything. One of the keys to truly feeling like you're thriving and not just surviving is recognizing that every yes is a no somewhere else. Sure. So that has really helped me to realize when I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Usually it's my family. So I'm very conscious of that, but okay. sometimes it's, you know, other things. So, um, I host a retreat once a year and you can find me sometimes at different conferences. I have courses and uh, a membership. We're actually getting ready to launch a new one, which I am so, so excited about that will be coming. That's called MBA mom business Academy. One of the biggest things for me is that a lot of the things that are out there, they don't apply when you work from home, when you oh, are running a business, like you're raising a business and babies at the same time, you don't just close the door and nobody bugs you. That is just not the way it works. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, over all these years, raising them from, from, you know, babies, I mean, literally my, they were babies when I started to, you know, now I'm going to be an empty nester in three years. It's so wow, crazy. Scary to think. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I'm not going to lie. I hate it. But like through all that, I've, you know, had years and years to test and try and figure out what actually works for us as women. You mm -hmm. know, it's so fascinating to think about our grandmothers couldn't have even imagined being able to do what we do. It wasn't That's even true. possible yeah. for them, right? Like it no, really it wasn't. wasn't until World War II that women were even really starting to give, they were given, you know, more, I guess, you would say, you know, important, that's not the right word, but roles in the work industry because the men were off at war. Right. But then yeah. when they came back, we were expected to go back go to right the back house to and the, yeah, give, yeah. give the men back their jobs. So when you think about that, we are talking about, you know, in the last, not even a hundred years yeah, that like everything that we now do is even available to us. So yeah, we're still pioneering and figuring it out. And so I wanted to create a space where specifically for women entrepreneurs, I could show here's everything I've learned over, you know, all these years, here's how you get more time and more money and more visibility, more reach, but without compromising your home, your health, your happiness. And so I've got that. I've obviously got the balancing busy podcast. Um, yeah, all kinds of places. Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And so, um, so they know where to find you as far as the podcast is concerned, balancing busy, but what about, um, your contacts on social? Like how can they reach you? Yeah. So Leah Remelay, that is truly hard to spell. So yes. also you can just go to balancingbusy.com. Balancingbusy.com will take you to my website, to the, the podcast website, and you'll be able to find all the links everywhere. We have a free masterclass. Um, we have a lot of incredible free resources to just get women who are feeling chaotic, frazzled, overwhelmed to get you some time back. And then with that time, we want to help you to really kind of invest the time 
that you're getting back to get you even more time back. And then once you've gotten a bunch of time back, then we want to show you how to like now make more money. But I think one of our things is we get a little bit of time and we instantly think we need to now just give it away for more things. It's like, no, let's, let's get some time and invest that time into getting more time. And then we can evaluate and really start figuring out what we need for our businesses, for our life and investing our time in the right places. Nice. Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Wow. You know, it's such a good conversation and this is definitely something that um, applies across the board. So, I mean, yes, absolutely a unique um, scenario of being home, running a business from home and raising the children at the same time. Um, You know, but this applies to um, women who are working outside the home as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah, but but I, I I definitely I definitely see like the huge value of your unique expertise in that because you've had you know you've you've run a very successful business from the home and while raising the children, which I think is incredible. Absolutely oh, incredible. Thank you. You know, so that that's that's like amazing. And so, um, you know, that is a, that is, that is a very unique skill set. <laughs> very, <laughs> very unique. It, I mean, it's, it is, but at the same time, I think it's becoming more and more and more common where, well, you know, so though, right. Because, right. I was going to say after COVID, right. After the pandemic, like, you know, look at you and I, we're like, Hey, we're in our home offices. We're here. Let's yeah. make it happen. I mean, so many of us are learning how to do something more hybrid, whether yeah. you you are, you do have a career or you are an entrepreneur or whatever it is. And the fact that just we can, whatever you do, you are accessible 24 seven because we all have a smartphone. Yeah. That is its that own <laughs> very unique thing to learn how to navigate and set boundaries around. Because even if you do technically work outside of your home, yeah. I'm pretty sure your work follows you back home, right? And that in itself is very new. You know, I remember when my dad like was working and my mom were working, if they needed to be called, if they need to, or I should say, if they needed to be reached, right. the, someone called the landline and asked if they were home, right? Yeah. Like now yeah. we get a text and we're, we're expected to answer Respond immediately. To it, no matter what, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just so different and yeah. We, it really is a very different, unique time that no other generation has ever experienced. We are experiencing this, you know, collectively for the first time. And so, yeah, we're making a lot of mistakes and we're getting some of it right. And we're trying to yeah. navigate and figure this out. And we need information. We need help. We need community that allows us to realize how we can do this in a better way without you know, collapsing at the zoo or, or at, yeah. a, at a more likely scenario, just constantly feeling like all of these things are competing and that you don't have any white space. We need more yeah. white space to just be able to feel like we can be fully present because we're right. always going to be at our best when we're present in the moment. Fair. No, that's good. No, absolutely. That is, that's very true. Very, very true. And you know, it's, um, is that is definitely something that has uh well i mean the the pandemic just completely rewrote a lot of the things <laughs> oh yeah it, it's, it's just really funny not well the other thing that i that i think is actually pretty credible about you know working from home and the kids and everything is because like our children have been homeschooled right so we never had the thing where they went away to school until now recently but you know like we didn't have that so that's why I said, you know, 
I think it's incredible that you did what you did because <laughs> I just remembered <laughs> you're always around, <laughs> which is uh, good. But it's like, yeah. but you have to, but you do have to set boundaries. You have to say, well, you know, give me four hours. I need to get some stuff done. And then we're going to go and do X, Y, or Z. So I totally related to you and the memberships because we definitely had memberships everywhere um, because of that, right? Like when you yeah. get away from the home, that's is really when you can get the focus on them because otherwise you're like in your office working or, you know, you're like helping them with schoolwork. Um, but it's not really the same. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's absolutely. Oh, it's so true. Cause uh, that was, that was, that was, um, that was something that I thought about when you said that I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. We homeschooled. So they kind of always were around. And so we we've done work. homeschool too. We've done everything. I mean, we just really <laughs> like to keep things interesting, I guess. Oh yeah. So sure. we, we have done everything. So, you know, obviously when I started my business, none of them were in school yet. Right. And I remember That's getting them into preschool and being like, what is this sweet magic? I am alone for a few hours. Yes. Then it was, you know, like kindergarten, they were all in school. Then crazy enough, this is its own completely different story. But in 2015, 16, we took our kids out of school. We uh, bought five one-way tickets and got the kids' passports and we traveled the world for a year. And so Beautiful. we homeschooled them Beautiful. for that year uh, yes. and just really wanted to experience everything. I, I wanted to really be fully present with them. I pulled back with my business. I had set it up where it was very automated and I could work very part-time. So every once in a while, they'd all have to hang out in a McDonald's uh, while I was in the McDonald's parking lot because just FYI for with everyone, the it has the best yes. Wi-Fi. Everywhere, with... everywhere, everywhere yes. though. Like, yeah. Yes, if you are international, <laughs> you can count on McDonald's yes. Wi-Fi. So I'd be on my laptop doing a webinar or something, right? While they're all you know inside McDonald's hanging out for the hour. Um, and so, you know, we got to have that incredible experience for, for a year. And then when we came back, we weren't quite sure where we wanted to settle. Sure. So we kept homeschooling because we're yeah. like, oh, well, you know, we'll just figure this out. And then we thought they'd go back into school, but they ended up homeschooling and kind of doing a little hybrid, like with a co-op for a few years. And then COVID happened. And then we're yes. like, okay, well, we got the hang of this. So we're, we're just going to keep them as right. is and. And then they, my youngest is now has been back in school for uh, three years, right? Okay. Since COVID. And yeah. um, my, my middle is doing uh, like a running start program. So she's, you know, mostly at the college. And then my oldest, she ended up uh, doing a running start program as well, but she was home the whole time. So yes, we, it, nice. that there's layers to every single one of our lives, right? Oh, yes. That just complicates things in a beautiful way. But Absolutely. we have to figure out how we make that work so that so that it can feel more beautiful than, yeah. you know, just crazy. <laughs> no, that's that's fantastic. No, I love it. I love that. Yeah, we've homeschooled. We homeschooled for about nine years. Wow. And then um, then we moved across the world. And then when they moved across the world, we they wanted to go to school. So we put them in school. So this is like since we moved here, this is the first time they've been in school like formal okay. school. Yeah. And it's so interesting with their personalities, right? Like my youngest, he loves the socialization. He absolutely loves people. So I could tell, I could feel it. He yeah. was going to want to be in school because he needed people around him. Whereas my oldest, I mean, she was very clear and very blunt. Like I never want to step 
foot in a high school. If I never have to, that will be excellent. You know, she just has never, you know, she, she never loved the the formal education experience. It just right. didn't it didn't fit for her where yeah. our youngest, it totally fits for him. So yeah, it's so fascinating. Yeah, they, they as are their very different individuals, same genes, but different Oh people. man, are they different? <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, that, that's so true. Awesome. 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 Wow. Look at all these parallels we have. <laughs> oh, I know. I love it. Don't you? I love that. If you talk with anyone for long enough, you're going to find the commonality. You're going to yeah, find the absolutely. connections and realize like, oh, there's, there it is. There's that thread that, you know, binds us all together. I love it yeah. so much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? This has been such an awesome conversation and we are at that part of the show where we do our tradition and that is fill in the blanks. Are okay, you ready? I'm ready. I hope. Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. So the first one is if I am fearless, I will. Boldly run towards my biggest dreams. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. The next one is to me, fearless freedom means. Saying no when it doesn't serve my core values. Oh, that's a good one. I need to learn to say no myself. <laughs> it's hard. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> I'm still working on it. I mean, this is what I preach and teach and I am still working on it. I mean, working I think, progress. <laughs> yes. And I think, you know, there's some of us who are like, it, we are, we genuinely are people pleasers. And so it's always going to be, you know, right. a bit of a struggle, but yeah. I definitely believe that like the more freedom I feel seems to be in direct connection with the more confident I am at, at saying no. Nice. Nice. Love it. And then the last one is my battle cry is. I bring things into existence. Oh, that's powerful. Okay. That's, that that's my current one. That is my current, like that is my mantra. That is like, like I bring things into existence. Like I just, that is what I want to want to just emanate and believe and trust is that like, I'm going to bring all the goodness, everything that I want, everything that I want for my kids and for our family. Like I bring things into existence. So that, that is my, that's my cry right now. Nice, 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 nice. No, that's good. That's a powerful one. Uh, that can definitely create some, some magical things. So that's awesome. 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 So you have to let everybody know again, how they can reach out to you. Oh, yes. I would love if you listen on this episode, you can find me on Instagram, Leah Remillet, L-E-A-H-R-E-M-I-L-L-E-T. If you're not driving, you can just text message yourself really quick and, you know, say, remind yeah. yourself to do that. I would love to hear a DM that you found me through this amazing podcast. Um, but you can go to balancingbusy.com, leahremillet.com. And you're obviously you're listening to a podcast right now. So just as soon as you get done with this amazing episode, Go and search Balancing Busy and find my podcast and take a quick second to subscribe so that you can start getting the episodes and, and take a listen. Yeah, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Leah. We appreciate you. Oh, and I'm we're so looking grateful. forward to continued thank success. You. Oh, yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> yeah, That's now we're so looking awesome. forward to your continued success. Oh, thank you.